What's up, folks? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Matt Sports House. I'm your host, Matthew Anderson. This is the National Championship wrap-up episode, if you will, where I'm just going to point out some key things that I saw in the National Championship games that I just kind of wanted to make sure I emphasize to you all. So without further ado, welcome to my sports house. Open up the champagne, pop it. It's my house, come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you've been Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this Sometimes you gotta stay in And you know where I live Yeah, you know what we is Sometimes you gotta stay in guys so national championship game between the ohio state buckeyes and alabama crimson tide alabama took the win with the final score of 52 to 24 over my buckeyes but they just weren't able to get the job done tonight for ohio state and uh if we're going to talk about this game first things first we have to talk about is Devonte smith the heisman trophy winner who played like the Heisman Trophy winner, did not bask in his own glory, instead took it to another level tonight, 12 receptions, 215 yards, three touchdowns, and the man only played in the first half. Again, Devontae Smith, 12 receptions, 215 yards, three touchdowns, and he only played in the first half. He played for like a second in the third quarter. He had a finger injury after getting separated from the ball by the Ohio State linebacker and that was it for him he went and got x-rays I kind of saw he was kind of watching the game on the tvs I was like he's not coming back he ended up coming back out of street clothes with the finger splint but he did all that work in the first half once again if I'm emphasizing that to y'all that much is no very big deal Dr. Steve Sarkeesian the Alabama offensive coordinator did a great job scheming him open with a guy like Devontae Smith all you have to do is kind of get him open really you don't really have to get him open just give him a play he'll go run and do the rest Thought that I'm really hoping that the Detroit Lions go get him so he can go play with Matthew Stafford, kind of turn into his own version of Calvin Johnson. If he's able to do so, I would be really, I would really love to see that happen. And, I, and I'm intrigued to see if the Lions go get him in the first round. Now, one thing that I thought that Ohio State did really well early on was blitz, try to get some pressure on Mac Jones, ended up causing a turnover. But then Steve Sarkeesian got in his bag and decided that he went to start throwing screens which was perfect because now you give Najee Harris a chance to get the ball and kind of get some steam built up as soon as he gets it because all a lot of the defensive linemen or linebackers are kind of behind him at this point. And that proved to be effective. He had 150 total yards for three total touchdowns. They didn't, the Ohio State rush defense wasn't particularly bad because Najee had 22 carries for 79 yards, which is averaging about 3.6 yards per carry. But man, oh man, whenever you throw in the screen passes and stuff like that, that, that really causes some problems. And with a running back like him who just refuses to go down, you're asking for trouble. Um, and that's literally what we got there. Mac Jones, career day, 36 for 45, 464 yards and five touchdowns. He beat, the, he beat Joe Burrow's passing yard record in the title game by one yard. He leads the FBS with a single season record for completing per, completion percentage with 77% and a quarterback rating of 203. I want to mention this too, though, about the Ohio State defense. I thought one thing they did well in the first quarter where they forced Najee Harris to get north and south and wouldn't let him get outside. 
which means that they usually had a defender that was outside forcing them back in, which is usually where your help is. So I thought that that was a good idea, but it just didn't prove to be effective for the whole entire game. Like I said, big day for Mac Jones. A lot of people keep saying, oh, well, I think he might have had a better uh, one year than Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow had a special season. You're not going to compare that to me. That's the equivalent to me, people telling me that, uh, let's say, Kobe or – Kobe or LeBron is better than Jordan. It's like, no, 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 that was a special time for Jordan. And I'm going to say the same thing with Joe Burrow. Nobody's touching that for me. Now, I thought Patrick Sertain won his matchups against the Ohio State receivers. Chris Olave, one of the one of the star receivers for Ohio State, was able to get some yards towards the end of the game. But for the most part, whenever everything was on the line, the Alabama secondary definitely put in work. They held Ohio State to Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave going for less than 100 yards each. And y'all know my key to success is that for the quarterback to throw for over 200 yards, which did not happen for Ohio State, you need a receiver to go for over 100 yards, which did not happen. And you need a running back to go for 100 yards. And once again, that did not happen in this game. Sean Wade, it's going to be tough when history looks back at this because I would kind of wish he would have stayed opted out. But I mean, he made some key plays for the Buckeyes throughout the season. But, man, Cornell Powell put some work in on him uh, with the Clemson Tigers last week. And then you can see in this game, I mean, we look at Devontae Smith, what Devontae Smith did. And it's like that's a first-round guy versus Sean Wade, who was supposed to be a first-round defensive back. And you you, just kind of see what happens. Thought Jalen Waddle had some guts to get out there and come back early from a fractured ankle. And you can see him hobbling out there. But he just just really wanted to play. And – I guess the doctors and team doctors, like if he wants to play and if he really wants to get out there and your family thinks it's a good idea, then go ahead and do it. We're not going to stop you from playing. And so Jalen Waddle was able to contribute just a little bit. He'll be another first round wide receiver coming out of Alabama. Now for the Ohio State Buckeyes, I knew Justin Fields needed an all-time performance in this game and he just didn't have one. Like we, we just didn't have one. I mean, he threw 17 for 33 for 194 yards and a touchdown. So didn't even get 200 yards in the air. Didn't get 100 yards on the ground. He had six carries for 67 yards, which is 11 yards per carry averaging, but just not enough to get the job done against this talent-laced Alabama Crimson Tides. Trey Sermon got hurt early. Hurt super early with a collarbone injury. Had to go to the hospital. I don't think he could lift his, one of his, I think that was his left, I don't think he could lift his left arm. So that's problematic, playing running back. As soon as I saw him get hurt, I knew we were in trouble. Master Teague and him are not the same kind of backs. Not the same. Master Teague is more just run, like run you over, kind of like an old school back. I always say he looks more like Eddie George, the the Ohio State running, one of the previous great running backs, kind of like your grandfather's running back. Trey Sermon was a little bit more looser and can like kind of cut on the dime there. And I think that's what we kind of needed. As a matter of fact, there were a couple of screen passes that I saw Master Teague, Master Teague drop. And I was like, uh, an athletic back like Trey Sermon would have had a field day with that one. So it just didn't work out. I also had some questions for Ryan Day. Like later on in the game, it's fourth and two, we're going for it. And it's like, okay, let's go for it. And we run the ball. And it's like, I, I get why you might try to run the ball there, but we we that run play was not going to work, especially with Master T, because everybody knew it was coming like right up the middle. And if it and if it went out like to the from left to right, they were gonna be able to track him down because he's just not that fast kind of back. So I did ask some questions, and I think Twitter was kind of on my side there. We were like, this Ryan, what are we doing here, big fella? Like, what's the game plan? But I mean, it, it, I, like I said, it didn't really matter, to be honest with you. Now, moving forward for Alabama Crimson Tide, Brian Robertson Jr. got in late in the th- 
third quarter and no, we played for the majority of the fourth quarter. He's the next great running back at Alabama. There, there will be no drop off. You could just tell how he came in. He's ready to go. He's probably been primed up and he he's ready to, to take the baton for the Alabama great running backs. They include the Eddie Lacy, Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram, uh, the guy in this game, as a matter of fact, Najee Harris and the many others that have come before him. So, Sean Alexander, a little shout out. I don't know if a lot of people remember Sean Alexander who played for the Seahawks, but some for the Alabama guys to look forward to. You know how it goes. Josh Jacobs, you know how it goes at Alabama. Uh, one guy leaves, three other guys come, and they're all ready to play. Now, for Ohio State, I've already, I'm already taking this look into this quarterback battle between C.J. Stroud, who's a really talented guy. Both of him and Jack Miller will be battling for the starting position at Ohio State. C.J. Stroud comes from California. Jack Miller comes from Arizona. C.J. Stroud's a little bit more of an athletic dual threat guy. Jack Miller is extremely, not extremely, because he can move a little bit, but he's a pro-style guy. So one of those guys will start next year. The other guys I envision will probably end up transferring. That's just how the portal situation is going. For Alabama, you can bet your last dollar. Not your last dollar. I'm pretty sure Bryce Young is starting. You never know who Alabama has coming in, though, and how talented that person will be. But you got to see Bryce Young a little bit in the fourth quarter. He'll be your starting quarterback next year. If I had to bet on it, if I was a betting man, I would say bet on him. It was crazy to kind of see Butch Jones on the sidelines, who will be the head coach at Arkansas State. It's so crazy in Alabama how that works. Guys, if you look at the Alabama sideline, you have head coaches, guys who played have been major school head coaches, and they're now like assistants at Alabama. They kind of go through coaching rehab. They kind of get checked off by Nick Saban, and they go back out into the world, and everybody's like, okay, he's good again. And so, like I said, Buzz Jones is on the sidelines, just kind of fulfilling his duties, getting his national championship ring, and he'll be heading to Arkansas State to be their head coach. Steve Sarkeesian, the brilliant offensive mind, will be going to Austin, Texas. Probably needs to get on the flight tonight because um, there's plenty of work to do in Texas and they're trying to get back to the old Texas. So we'll see if he'll be able to get the job done. One thing nice to see is you've seen what he could do with talent and you know there's talent in the state of Texas. So just recruit him, develop him, and then everything you need to see. And hopefully he can rebuild that program. Also, some speculation. Most people believe that Alabama will hire Bill O'Brien to be their next offensive coordinator. Y'all, this is insane. The a guy working under Nick Saban will have been a successful NFL head coach. But Bill O'Brien, regardless of what you're going to say, helped Texans win those divisions. So now, although he did trade away DeAndre Hopkins and stuff, like that's the NFL head coach. And so whenever he goes to recruit guys and for, in their high school living rooms and talk to their parents, he can say like, look, I'm not telling you I know what it takes to get you to the NFL because I'm just like out here talking. I was an NFL head coach, so that's going to give Alabama a major advantage as if they need it anymore. Nick Saban just does a better job than anybody else, and we're going to see what happens with the Alabama Crimson Tides. They probably continue to dominate the college football playoff. One last point, though, I have to make. did you? If you all watched this game and you saw the amount of injuries, this is the only thing I'm thinking about whenever people keep saying we need a 16-team playoff. Football is a very aggressive sport. Most of these guys were injured in this game. And this would have just been like the semifinal if it would have been, if it's a 16-team playoff. So I don't know if guys are going to be able to make it to the national championship game. And do you really want to see a 16-team playoff by the time they get to the national championship game? There's nothing but second and third team guys. That's a question you have to ask yourself. Just going to kind of leave you with that little food for thought. But I definitely was thinking about that as watching this game. It's like a lot of these guys are getting hurt because it's been, and then think about it for a school like Ohio State, they haven't even played the whole season. They only played, what's eight? I think this was their ninth game because sixth game season. 
Big Ten championship. No, I think Big Ten might have been six. But anyway, they didn't even play a full season. So imagine if they would have been, and guys are just getting injured, and they would have like two or three more rounds left to go. So something to think about. But, y'all, that's all I have for y'all in this episode of the, what is it, the college football national championship final? Just still got to come up with the name of the episode. But thanks for listening, man. Uh, we're going to keep them coming next week. going to keep them coming. To, we're talking about the NFL playoffs. Once the NFL playoffs are over, it'll be about time for spring practice and roll around for college football. So more on the way. Thanks for listening. That's all I have for you today. Peace. Thought the money make you happy, it don't make you different. I start to see that shit myself when I got a couple million. Roll through the mud, I can't lie, seen too much. Real steppers outside, they're squeezing bus. I told my brother, have some patience and your day will come. Now he's sitting in the county jail and he ain't got no bun. You can't walk inside my shoes like a sneaker punk. I overcome obstacles and they still come. I was trying to make a way out.